Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Portland protests continue to be violent in the dark of night. Federal agents are there supposedly protecting federal property. We know the intentions of both Bill Barr and Trump are to send federal agents in other cities, they're doing it in Chicago, to fight rising crime rates, specifically gun crime, to confiscate, quote, illegal guns. This thing is is a front, in part at least, for a federalization of the police for enforcing federal laws in cities with or without the permission of the locals. I think there's an element here of either actually trying to start a civil war. I have a lot of details that have come out of other stories that make me think that, or uh, at least to justify the martial law that we were threatened with in from the, from one of the clips you played from us from, I think the U S army college where there would be a tripwire and it would show us how dangerous and on the edge we are in one regard or another, and that it would result in martial law around the election. There's just so many things coming together here. And, uh, I want to get to all of it, but let me just take a breath. That's the, that's kind of what's top, top story today. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff about the protests going on in Portland and now apparently around the country as well. There's some more that went on last night. They've been going on since this all started months ago, but Portland specifically, they've been talking about how they've been attacking the courthouses and trying to set the courthouses on fire. And as you said, it's being done under the cover of night. We talked to Sam Tripoli this past weekend. He was in Portland and he saw some of what was going on. He said it was kind of condensed to like one little part of the area just a very small which makes sense because if you want to film something and show maximum amount of what appears to be chaos you're going to pack everything into a small area and show that area so it appears to be just filled with chaos and he said that what he saw was nothing like what was on tv i don't think he was there between midnight and i don't think he was there overnight i'm not certain but he said it was not being portrayed accurately just a point about Sam. He is going to join us for our first Friday free-for-all disappearing patron party on August 7th. So if people want to join us for that, it's going to be super fun. You have to be a patron of the truth or higher at Patreon. That's going to be great. But what he said reflects what Nadler said. Nadler, Jerry Nadler was talked to, he was kind of uh, caught up with on the street by some looked like citizen journalists asking him about what he thought was happening in Portland. And he said, nothing. It's just totally overblown. The news reports are not correct. So they walked away just uh, with their jaws dropped. Like, did he just call it fake news? I noticed a couple of things about that interaction. One, he wasn't wearing a mask, even though he was talking to proles. And he had a private security guy, a gorilla in civvies, clearly not a uniformed agent. And it just emphasized to me this third worlding where the elite 
are going to have private security, private health care, private education, and that's all going to work for them. And then uh, the rest of us are going to have tax-funded public services like that that don't actually do what they're supposed to do, but rather keep us in our either uh, dependent on the healthcare system, brainwashed by education, or totally insecure. It's the pathocracy. And I just thought the little video of Nadler emphasized that in my mind. Yeah, well, mass insecurity is definitely going to be running rampant. Yes. Well, that's what's happening here is so many of the stories I read, Minneapolis has I guess a black militia or black vigilante group walking around with guns, uh, trying to keep people safe, which I'm all for. Then they have barriers, barricades surrounding neighborhoods so people can't come in or out. I certainly think that that's appropriate for private property. And I sincerely doubt they're enforcing drug laws. Like they're not going in there enforcing prohibitions like the regular cops do. And I, and I thought like they're doing all the things that I think you should do. You should arm yourself and protect yourself. You should secure the borders of your own property and don't uh, enforce any prohibitions. However, it even if it would work properly in a free society, that's not what this is all about. This is about, this is a psyop. So then you see another story from out of Kentucky saying, oh, competing militias were facing off against each other. And I believe, and but no violence ensued. I believe they were race-based, like black militia and white militia. And and I feel like we are really being set up, at least for the visuals of a civil war. For decades, people have been talking about a race war, which I absolutely never believed would be organic. And I still don't think it is. I look at these protests, these pictures in the paper, the Portland people, and they absolutely look just like the color revolution stuff that we were seeing over the past couple of decades coming out of George Soros's handbook, literally passing out flyers and handbooks of how to dress, how to do it, how to use homemade improvised weapons, how to protect your face. These people are even now wearing eye protection, which I predict is going to be part of the anti-COVID uh, gear I think this stuff is, it is highly orchestrated, uh, in my opinion. Speaking of increased measures like wearing goggles, did you see the, I believe it was on CNN, that for COVID, wear not just one mask, wear at least two to protect yourself from COVID. The article says that homemade cloth face masks likely need a minimum of two layers and preferably three layers to prevent the dispersal of viral droplets from the nose and mouth that are associated with the spread of COVID. This is according to a recent study that's published. So they singled out homemade cloth face masks. They didn't single out the Target bought or wherever you buy the cloth face mask. To me, this just says, no, you have to wear a mask and you have to go spend your money on wearing masks. Otherwise, you need to put at least two or three on your face. Well, they're, they are, I think that these stories really dovetail the way they're talking about it. I've got some more stuff on the protests and where that's headed. One is that both Fauci and the uh, health and human services guy emphasize two things, wear a mask and close the bars. They don't talk about washing your hands or anything. They talk about yeah. social distancing, close the door, bars, wear masks. And I feel like all of that stuff is 
is making it impossible for people to, like you called from the beginning, communicate on any kind of resistance level. Yet these protesters all seem to be on the same page. I think that page was printed and handed out by a, somebody in the very highest echelon, classically Soros. But I, I, and I also feel like this, these protests can't possibly be grassroots like they want you to think they are. And that's why, and we're not, if we can't meet at the bars or anything like that, we're not getting any grassroots thing going. I, and it reminds me of a, the opening quote in that great book I'm reading, Against the Grain, by James C. Scott, where it's, it is a quote, I forget who it was from, somebody famous, Levi Strauss. And he says something to the effect of, writing all no state has ever existed without writing and writing is always accompanied by the state it seems clear that writing is used to exploit man rather than enlighten him so i i just look at what's happening here it's very clear it would not be happening without the media without the propaganda without it could be because it's happening in all different cities at once in the same way i mean this is being propagated and yeah. i and i feel like the evidence is right there before you and then you have you have this narrative coming out of the right while they're attacking federal buildings the, this thing in portland all the reporting is how they're attacking federal buildings. They're doing exactly just that thing. It reminds me of that famous Patrick Clausen clip where he talks about how to organize a false flag. Just that thing that will get the response you want, which is a federal crackdown. Just that thing. Why are they in there? This is about police brutality. The one, the one government agency they should not be attacking are federal judicial courthouses. I mean, right. it just makes no sense. So they attack like, the one thing that can justify the feds coming yeah, in. And yeah, and it's irrelevant to what they say they're they're there for. And what are they there for? What is the purpose? They Can't they see that it's doing the exact opposite of what they say they want? But people on the right are defending it because they're saying Trump does have this little carve-out. And I'm saying, no, if you look deeper, they are not restricting themselves to that little carve-out in, in whatever it was, not at the Department of Homeland Security law. Not It wasn't even anything traditional or legit they're doing just that thing and if you want to talk about it oh and the other thing that i really think is going to foment this they're starting to resuscitate the reparations thing in the in congress reparations so we're going to repost our reparations our reparations the wsb show that got completely hijacked by callers against reparations and it was all black callers from all different political walks of life and and when they when congress says they're doing it for because that's what people want i don't believe it and the reason is that it is anticipated that this will cause even greater hostility and people just don't want that i want to respond to a few things you said there Vladimir Lenin taught people in Russia to read because, well, not him personally, but they taught the public to read because they could not propagandize them by the printed word without doing so, which means they could not exercise their power over them. The same is true today. They talk about how people in the rural areas who don't have internet, that don't have that means of communications that they can be reached with, need to have the internet. This is why we see this push to get the internet and 5G into rural areas and into low-income communities that don't have it. Media literacy training. 
We see it about media literacy training. I saw John Oliver trying to teach people how to spot conspiracy theories or fake news the other day and how to find information that, that is true. And his recommendation on finding information that is true is he goes through this long thing where he, he had a bunch of celebrities of different age ranges and different demographics speak a script that I guess his writers wrote telling people to wear their mask, to do this, to do that. So he had a, an old celebrity, a young celebrity, a female, and he would say, for this this group of people, you're probably more likely to listen to this person. For this group of people, you're more likely to listen to that person. And literally, he created a montage of videos of all of these people saying that. And then he directed his audience, go to this website, and you can find the person who you're most influenced by and hear this exact same message. It was an extraordinary piece of propaganda. And let me read one quick quote to you. Our practice is rooted in the understanding that moments of historic social confrontations that advance freedom and justice are not random events that just happen. Rather, these confrontations are engineered or harnessed by strategists embedded in social movements who understand the power narrative to shape public understanding and manifest political power through collective action. They are all astroturf. All of them. Wow. And this, and this, uh, I was thinking they go beyond that too in that in the 60s, they, the CIA infiltrated and was responsible for arming the Black Panthers from turning them from an idea to a violent or aggressive or scary force. And I feel like that's exactly what's happening here with Antifa. It bears all the hallmarks of that, including having like a quasi uniform. And I also wonder about the guy who was supposedly shot and killed in Texas, Garrett Foster, I think his name was. The original headline I saw from the Daily Mail was a, a protester pushing his fiance paraplegic quadruple amputee, and it showed a picture of him, a white guy with a gorgeous young black woman smiling with him. She looked very healthy and robust. You didn't, I didn't see the full picture of her being both a paraplegic, which means you're paralyzed, and an amputee, which means you're an amputee. Whatever, but then the lay Maybe the amputee the story, paraplegic is two limbs, so could have had one limb amputee. Oh, paraplegic. But quadriplegic is all four. But a paraplegic would mean your legs were paralyzed, and a quadruple amputee meant her arms and legs were amputated. So, oh, a quadruple amputee. That's what it said. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but she looked so robust, and I feel like with that kind of radical health problem, you know, you wouldn't look that healthy, but whatever. I didn't see anything else. But what, what, so that, that headline smacked to me of atrocity propaganda. Yeah. Because he, here's this innocent victim couldn't have been more sympathetic a person. But as the story unfolded, they are, there's an interview with him, a little uh, iPhone video, which you'd see precious few of those these days. The, uh, amazingly few, but he's saying he armed up. He had a long gun. I didn't see it. I didn't know. And he said, well, the police are getting all in our face and they're not letting us go where we want to go. So I decided to arm up. And then the story of the guy shooting him that, uh, it, that some of the stories say this, that Garrett Foster approached his car that, and I think you saw a little more of that than I did. What I saw about that story, I've heard both sides of it as well. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But the other side of that story is that the car pulled. It was driving, and then it ran into where these protesters are, and the protesters surround them. And that is, that's what's been happening in a lot of these videos is when there are protesters out in the street, and a car comes through, and some circumstances, instead of just getting out of the way, they swarm the car, and they start beating on the car. And 
of course, the headlines will reflect it the other way. They try to frame it to where the driver plows through them, which in a couple of cases, the driver has done that. So I've seen videos of, of both of where the driver seems well, to be at fault and those where the protesters seem to be at fault. But they say that they surrounded his car and this guy with a gun came up to his car with a gun and the other guy had a gun also, pulled out his gun and shot him. And then, he, and then that guy, in turn, the driver, was shot at by protesters. So this guy couldn't have been the only one with a gun if he was downed. Yeah. And others shot. And then there was a blue Jeep that went, I think it was in Colorado, went onto the interstate. And the people were all in the interstate. So he supposedly plowed through them. I don't know. But they, everybody in the car got shot, or at least three people got shot in the Jeep. Yeah, it's so a terrible situation. And I'll- it just doesn't seem right to me. Is this Black Lives Matter? Is this really the protesters, the college kids going out and just trying to uh, get some change at the at the level of police brutality. I mean, this just makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, and it was an AK-47 that he was carrying. Wow. Well, I didn't even see that because that's such a demonized weapon. I'll say this again. These protests might seem like an exciting thing to go to, or they might seem like it could be cool just to go kind of watch and observe from the side. But we have seen sometimes cars find themselves pulling into pulling down roads where they didn't realize protesters are at and they get swarmed and they find themselves in the middle of it. You, you don't know who's going to be around you. I normally don't say this. I normally am like, let's go watch the spectacle. But this I would stay completely away mm-hmm. from. And the fact that he absolutely and his wife, who was quadruple amputee, that is a dangerous situation. To me, that feels like some Jan Schakowsky stuff where they trained them yeah. in these activist trainings. What she said in this activist training at Netroots Nation, and this is a senator from Illinois, she said, it's good for the movement for us to see people being pulled out of wheelchairs by police officers. And she's talking about the tactic. This is why you see a bunch of people in wheelchairs going to, quote unquote, storm a senator's office. It's because they know that these are the most sympathetic people. And if you can get a photo op, you know, a shot of the police doing something to them, then you're going to be able to mobilize and organize a bunch more people. It's so crazy, though, because there is no talk at all about how these protesters could possibly be spreading now, spreading COVID. Now you see right, them yeah. with masks on. They're with masks on because they're Antifa, I think, or whatever Antifa, Antifa really is. I saw some but Antifa. They, I'm pretty sure I saw Antifa yeah. buying supplies in Walmart this weekend. Wow, really? Wearing all black. They had the uniform wow. on. They were. They had backpacks. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that people handing out frozen water bottles to other protesters. I mean, those are agents provocateur for Mm -hmm. sure. But the COVID narrative continues on a parallel track. I don't know exactly how they're going to dovetail. In some places, they do dovetail, like the mask wearing. But there was, I, I continue to look at the mortality rates, the provisional death tolls from all causes on that CDC page. It is absolutely plummeting. It is below what you would expect for this time. I'm waiting for those provisional data to kind of solidify over an eight-week period. But so far, it looks like there is a, a severe regression to the mean. And then I revisited an article that uh, David Crow had tweeted at me, obviously before he died, that said, ventilator mortality in New York During the measured period by a journal of the American Medical Association study, the death rate for people over 65 put on ventilators was 97.2%. Yeah. So you're basically killing people because the margin of error could easily be just if you put... So there's no reason to use a ventilator if 100% of the people or close to 100% of the people die. 
just let them die. I mean, there's absolutely no reason if there's any chance they could live, it's not being on a ventilator. And I've that that supports what I've been thinking, which is that entire peak in New York was a function of this. And I, I am trying to see how many ventilators at any good one time were in use because that would help us connect. So assuming every one of those people died, then then you could say, all right, the entire peak was due to that and we are regressing towards the mean. And the last thing I'll say about it is, I think it was all intentional. And this is how come I think that. Because from the very beginning, they told us that kids will not die of this. And how did they know that if they didn't know exactly who and how people would die? Yeah. Well, now they're saying that COVID doesn't care about your age and kids are dying now left and right. Never mind that they have cancer or they have obesity problems or severe respiratory problems already, but they're still trying to pull that. There's something going on. Like this push right now for the mask, the heightened tensions going around. I've gone in places around here a few weeks ago. It was not as intense about masks not as many people wore them but now we go in and it's getting more they're they're trying to manifest this reality and they are succeeding on some levels i found a video of somebody at a walmart in gwinnett in gwinnett county georgia where somebody was filming somebody without a mask and they started harassing the person that didn't have a mask on guys following this other guy without a mask on around the store harassing him and when the other guy turns around the guy with a camera because he's trying to get a viral moment starts freaking oh no, get away from me get away if you don't want somebody without a mask near you how about not following them around a walmart and you won't have them near you but what i found interesting about it was that this other guy kept turning around saying you know, shut the F up because this guy was just harassing him. He was just walking around. He was there to harass him, trying to provoke him. At one point, somebody, you could hear somebody say, hey, leave him the fuck alone. Just quit that. Like he just starts going off on him. And this guy with his camera turns to this person and he's like yelling at this person as he turns to him only to realize that this person yelling at him is, is wearing a mask. So he had a mask person be like, quit bothering this other person. He quickly turned his phone back around. That's great. Yeah. That's good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, but he posted it. Oh, no, that was somebody else's video. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, because they want to put out to us this other, this narrative. And that's the only thing they want us to see. Big shout out to LibertyGear.net, an online store filled with mass shirts and even some cool posters, including protest gear such as the Obey, PSYOP, and Flatten the Lies masks. Lots of other funny stuff to lighten up your day. They also take requests for custom gear at support at LibertyGear.net. And they have a special discount code for 10% off for anyone using the promo code PROPAGANDA all lowercase. And this reminds me that we have a new Patreon tier called the Mini Ad. So if you have a product or service or podcast or website or anything you want Propaganda Report listeners to know about, check out our Mini Ad tier at patreon.com slash propaganda report. I also want to say about the tests are going to go up. Did you want to I have a couple more things about mask. With yeah. So Fauci was at the game last week, and he threw the first pitch, and it was terrible, but he had a mask on. He wore the mask when he, yeah. Did you see the number on his jersey? What was it? 19. Oh, no, I didn't. I PQ didn't know that. sent that to us, that yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> that is just sick. Yeah. It's macabre. So he wears the mask, and then there's somebody alerted to me this on, on Twitter. There's a photo of him in the stands sitting no social distancing. One of the people he was sitting next to with his wife. The other apparently was one of his friends. His face is facing directly towards the person to his right, and he is laughing 
and appears to be about to clap his hands together to cheer for the game or whatever. So he feels it necessary to wear it while pitching despite nobody's anywhere near him (laughs) because it's a photo op. But in the crowd, he doesn't do it. Somebody snaps a picture. He was on Fox News, asked about this, and he got a little defensive about it. He said, if if they want to, you know, I was dehydrated. I was hot. I was thirsty and I was dehydrated and I wanted to take a sip of water, which I saw somebody get maced in a video for doing something similar over the weekend. I wanted to take a sip of water and I had to pull the mask down and people making something of this on the internet, it's really mischievous. It's really mis- he was laughing in the guy's face. It didn't look like he was drinking water to me. I was on a plane and I was super hyper vigilant about making it very clear that I was only pulling the mask down to drink or eat because the steward said if you if someone takes their mask down and it bothers you, you should tell them. So I just like did not want to have a confrontation on a six hour flight. Yeah. And I was hyper sensitive to that. This guy should have been given the the cameras trained on him, but he probably thought he was above even the media. And Fauci and his his buddy, also very old person in that group of people that they would Maybe probably... they all live together. Maybe it's a menage a trois. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, welcome. <laughs> that's when I'll wear a mask and a blindfold if that's going on. I don't want to see Can I tell you why I think the tests are gonna go way up? Yeah. Did I tell you this last week that they were mandating? Maybe I did. They were mandating that healthcare workers take a test weekly. And so I investigated and it ends up that healthcare worker only in only in highly infected places. And that I know I, I read that healthcare workers are 12 times as likely to test positive. They're also that's a federal mandate or it's a federal program. So if they test the same people over and over again, they keep getting positives. And these people, whether they're symptomatic or not, that's really going to jack the numbers. And another one I saw was they were going to do it in uh, old folks' homes. And I wonder, because I don't actually think viruses are what we're told they are. They're they're something else. I wonder if healthcare facilities, there is one person said that at their exosomes, their, their soap. So I wonder if being in a, that kind of environment with a lot of toxins and illness and stuff, healthcare workers, old people, old folks home, if it makes your body kind of generate those exosomes, if they're, if you just have a naturally higher load of that stuff, so those, those populations would get higher positive rates on a PCR test looking for that fragmentary genetic material, which you might, you might yourself produce. I don't know, but I think there might be something to that. I'd love to see the breakdown of symptomatic and asymptomatic for positive tests in those environments. But in any case, you can expect the case rate to continue to skyrocket. Yeah. There was a story about how a lot of the tests in Florida where they had tested a bunch of children and they had tested them all as being positive. Because they were only reporting positives. That's what they were doing. So they would take 100 tests, 10 would be positive, and they would say, we took 10 tests. And that. so they were just... The Florida Department of Health has admitted a massive error in reporting in which more than 1,000 negative test results were not counted. So they didn't Yeah, I count read that it wasn't te- that. Do I read that that, was, that doesn't make sense because the data was coming in from different counties like that yeah. so that it was a more orchestrated thing. Now, I don't think that we know for sure, but I think that it, that makes it look innocent, but I do not think it was innocent. Yeah, I don't think he was innocent either. The so, oh, yeah, one more going. thing about Fauci. Yeah. 
something extraordinary happened after that game, which really crystallized the the purpose of that whole thing. Because as we see baseball, because everybody on a couple of teams tested positive, not everybody, but most of them. So now they're shutting down the games again and they're pulling Major League Baseball up as the example of how not to handle it and how wrong they are. And they're showing the NBA as how the NBA is correct. They locked themselves in a bubble. They agreed not to leave. They are subjecting themselves to all this testing and tracking technology. I believe some journalists are even wearing shock collars, essentially, to alert them when they're within six feet of each other. It's absurd. They're voluntarily committing to doing this so that they can be part of the NBA season. Meanwhile, baseball's messing up. Baseball could get shut down again after less than even a week. They're having an emergency meeting today. But what they did with Fauci and baseball is during his pitch, no matter how bad it was, they took that picture of him and they turned it into a Topps baseball card. A Topps baseball card. It'll, so you buy a collector's pack, you'll get a Fauci card in that pack. And front and center on that that card was the mask. So it wasn't a Fauci so, card. It was a, a card for the mask. This this is interesting to me because when you read the propaganda literature, it's all about the channels of propaganda. You want to reach people through every point of contact that they have. And the way to do that is you politicize every avenue of society so that it doesn't matter what you're having a conversation about or what you're involved in. You're going to be subject to propaganda. Here's a definition from a great book called Channels of Propaganda. It says, propaganda takes place when influencers attempt to win over the public by infiltrating messages into various channels of public expression that are viewed as politically neutral. A baseball card. Politically neutral. Who does that target? Wait, where is that from? This is from a book called Channels of Propaganda. It's a fantastic book. Michael Sproul? Yeah. And is that where you got the earlier... Quote from today? No, the earlier one I got is from an activist training, but this is what they use, Stacey Abrams and them used to tell stories with. Reimagining change. Okay. Yeah. Reimagining change. Reimagining change, yeah. That's the one where they say you, it doesn't matter if the story's true. It just matters if you believe it's true. Of course. Yeah, not that we didn't know that, but right. it's great to see it in their own words. It's so revealing. Yeah. So Fauci gets that baseball card. That's targeting children. Children are more likely to collect baseball cards, so they're reaching them through that channel. Other channels we're seeing, TikTok, we're seeing, obviously, Netflix, TV, whatever. This is going to keep happening. So in the moments where we think we're trying to escape to something, we're going to be subjected to the most propaganda than any other times. And we need to be aware of that. That's all I'm putting that out there. When we have our guard down is when they attack us. I want to predict that Fauci shares a dubious honor with Hitler and Stalin. Can you guess? Do Stalin and Hitler have a top baseball card? They were both Time Magazine Men of the Year. Has Fauci been man of the year? I assume he will be this year. I think he's going to be sexiest man alive slayer. this year is what I think. I yeah, think he's going to win this. That makes me want to vomit. It's going to be him with Stand nothing back, but a mask I'm on. I'm going to vomit. Put him on so, Playgirl with nothing but a mask on. Uh, you put two masks on, okay? It's dude, classy. Literally, it's classy. I'm, I'm gagging. So let's, let's just take a breath. We'll get to the patron 15. I want to tell you <laughs> about... If you do you know what terrain theory no, is ter, the terrain theory of disease it was on it was it was in Louis Pasteur's dying breath this reveal thank you CJ for that tweet I'll tell you about it in the patron 15 Oh you have me on the edge of my seat now 
I've got lots for the patron 15. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every day that we post to DMV, go to patreon.com slash report, and we will talk to you tomorrow or we'll talk to you in the patron 15. Have a great afternoon.